This gospel that we heard today is the same one that we heard last Sunday, except that last Sunday was a little bit longer because it was composed of four parables, if you recall. And the last two ones that we have today was towards the end of, of the gospel last Sunday. And actually, those were the two last parables in Matthew chapter 13. So next Sunday, this coming Sunday, we will no longer be hearing parables in the gospel. But what, does this, what do those two parables signify? Well, we all know that it talks about the end of age, that Jesus will going to collect every fish, meaning every human person, and in the end, there's going to be distinction as to who will enter the kingdom of heaven or not. That's the traditional interpretation of it. But I want us to look at this a little bit differently. You know, parables are supposed to be one reality, but depending on where you are standing, you see a different facet of it. You know, so if I'm that reality, you could see me, you could see me, my front, but those sitting behind me, they can only see, they see something different, but it's the same person. That's the same thing with the parables. You know, whatever we are in our spiritual life, we could interpret it differently. Not that it's wrong, but it's just looking at it in a different spectrum. I, I've mentioned to you before a definition of what the kingdom of God is. I've mentioned to you that one of the best definitions that I've heard of the kingdom of God is that the kingdom of God is man fully alive. And it's from St. Irenaeus. The kingdom of God is man fully alive. The kingdom of God is within us. Yes, we long for the fullness of it. Now, if we apply that to the parable today, if the kingdom of God is in me, and what does this collecting of the fish signify in me? Well, we collect different things. It can be good, it can be bad. You know, the, the world is that sea, and we throw the net, the net of our own lives, the net of our own beings. And it is up to us to discern what needs to be thrown and what needs to be kept. And our own discernment, our own discernment will going to determine also as to where we're going to belong in the end. <laughs> that's just the reality. That's why discipleship is a process of discernment, which brings us to the other parable today about a scribe who is trained. Jesus likens it to someone who's the head of the household who knows how to take, the, take from the old and from the new. What does it mean? Well, we have two traditions, the Old Testament and the New Testament. Some people would say, let's just get rid of the old. It's old. Well, you don't throw like a golden coin. It can be a thousand years, and it's worth, it could be worth I don't know, even millions, depending on how many coins you have. So it needs proper discernment. Be being able to build on what was given to us 
and look at it with a different set of eyes so that it is applicable to our reality right now. That's really what discipleship is all about, to be able to discern and apply what was given to us from the past you know, some people will say, oh, that's very archaic, that's very, that's very old, that's very traditional, let's get rid of it. No, we're not going to be here if not for those things. But we cannot be stuck in them as well. Because the kingdom of God is right here, right now. We have to ask ourselves, how can these things be relevant in my current situation right now? So that is why a scribe, like a good disciple should be trained as well. It requires discernment. You have probably heard, you've seen it here, there's more people than 25. Last Saturday, late afternoon, we get a memo from the Archdiocese of Portland that we can accommodate 50 now. Okay? Thanks be to God. But it doesn't mean that we can accommodate 50 that we can accommodate everyone because we have more than 50 especially on sunday masses who wanted to come so how are how are we going to do this now okay i want us to distinguish two things daily mass and sunday masses if you look at the list right now because i'm the one managing the list of the masses if you look at the list right now for daily masses we can accommodate everyone, okay, with the current list right now for daily masses. That's not true to the weekend masses. So starting Monday, you do not have to sign up to come to mass for weekday masses, but you still have to sign in because we still have to know who are here just in case there's an outbreak and to inform you, okay, for your own good, okay? So you don't have to sign up for weekday masses starting Monday, but you need to sign in, okay? We should be able to accommodate everyone. We will still have to do the same process for the Sunday masses because, you know, just take this into perspective, guys. In a week, we have 16 masses. 16 times 50, that's 800 names that we need to manage. And each of these 800 names have a very unique life. Sometimes they cannot come, sometimes they can come. So we need your, we need your participation on this. I am not just speaking with you guys, but to those who are listening as well in the live stream today. Okay, because sometimes we can just we can just focus on our own realities. Like I want to go there, and this is what I want. Well, I have to, to think. How many people do they actually have to manage every week in the list? We have sixteen masses in the week, counting the weekday weekends. It's eight hundred people. Not everyone responds right away. Not everyone responds to the call right away. So we need your patience and participation. And also, another reminder, 
for those of us who attend regularly, you know the drill already, that we can only use the one with blue arrows. And it's not just to maintain the six feet, but it also indicates what pews need to be sanitized every after Mass. We have a crew that comes here every after Mass to clean the pews. And their, and their indicator, what pews, because, you know, it's so taxing. You know, like this coming Saturday, I know I'm talking too long already, but I just want to explain to you that the reality. This coming Saturday, we have seven confirmation masses almost every hour. And we, thanks be to God, we have those markers because we will not going to have time to sanitize every pew if people are all over the place. So let's help each other with that. You know, this, that's simple compassion. That's simple charity with one another. The other thing, too, is during communion. Um, the, the church, the archbishop, specifically told the priests that people can receive both from the hand and from the mouth. It's not from me, it's from the archbishop. And it's recorded. You can send this to the archbishop. But we ask you, those who receive from the mouth, to please wait until those who have received from the hand have received. Because if I touch the mouth, I have to go back and sanitize my hand. You know, so imagine if that happens every time, how many times I need to go back and forth. You know, I haven't really emphasized this, but it's been happening quite frequently. And people are looking intently at the live stream, and they email me. In fact, they email me as to how many people are coming because some people are counting how many people go to communion. That's amazing. I was like, wow, you have that time. But people are watching. So we have to consider all of this. Let's, let's make this work. Okay, so to thank you for your patience and for your great understanding.